Summer Breakfast on SEN. A cricket update for Hejaz Halal Financial Services. Is your money halal? Get halal home loans and investments with Hejaz Financial Services. Uh, in fact, just before we get to Stuart Fox at the Melbourne Cricket Club and the MCG and our cricket chat uh, ahead of the Boxing Day test, Billy's been waiting on the line in Ascot Vale, of course. Thanks for hanging on there, Billy. No problem, guys. Yeah, just quickly before I talk about uh, Angie Tottenham, a quick question. Um, I think Bailey Smith uh, owes probably the Bulldogs a couple of more years. And just with Ange and um, Tottenham, I'm not a big soccer follower, but it does sound by the amount of suspensions and injuries that they've got, it sounds like they'd be on top of the ladder, clearly. And your thoughts, do you think Ange will ever coach the Socceroos again? I don't think so, Billy. I think that time in his life has come and gone. I mean, I'm get, hey, I'm surmising. I know Scoob doesn't like it when we surmise, but I, I would have thought no. But who knows? Down the track, post his club career, which he clearly has some big fish to fry and some big aims in his career, who knows? Maybe he'll circle back at the back end of his coaching career, Scoob, and, and take the reins for something of a renaissance, as some managers have done over time. I would think they'd have to have a, a far greater budget <laughs> to get Ange back coaching the soccer route. But maybe by the end, when he's done it all and he's ticked off every every item on the bucket list, he might come back for the for the yeah. good of the country. Yeah, I, I'm not seeing that. No. <laughs> all right. Particularly if he gets, you know, he gets Tottenham going as well as they are and stops his He's a young man suspended. too. He's got so much ahead of him, Ange wow. Postacoglu. Yeah. Um, what he's doing. Loving what he's doing now, though, Billy, uh, first and foremost. Hey, the Boxing Day Test, always one of the headline acts in the Melbourne and Victorian sporting calendar. Pakistan, Australia coming to town in the days ahead. And the Melbourne Cricket Club chief executive is Stuart Fox, who is always very good to us here at SEN. Uh, Stuart, welcome. Great to have you on. Good morning, guys. How are you? Oh, great to have you on, mate. Uh, we are well. We're going well. We've had a difference of opinion this morning, but that's okay. It's uh, Debate is healthy. We always have difference of yeah. <laughs> We're not... <laughs> We're not what you would call aligned at the best of times, but uh, you would be with your venue and this massive match which is coming up. How the, how's the preparations coming along? Yeah, very good. We've obviously come off a huge uh, AFL season, um, huge content at the G and huge patronage. I think $4.2 million through the gates for the year. So, you know, we've converted over to cricket. There's been a few Shield games and some BBL, but uh, now it's all about uh, the Test match. So preps are looking good, I think. The boys got onto the pitch yesterday and had its first roll. They won't be on it today by the look of it, but mm. um, we're looking good. We're ready to go, and we're hoping for some big crowds to come through the gates. Are you one to pour over and hit refresh, refresh, refresh on the long-range forecast? Yes, I uh, watch it with great interest, and um, only because you know we've got so much at stake with, with weather, and we want fans to have a great time, so... It's looking good for us. I think a little bit of drizzle on Christmas Day maybe, but it looks pretty good after that. So I think we'll get a pretty good window to get get this test away. Stuart, a lot of talk about Pakistan and their impact on the cricketing public here. Have you got an early feel for ticket sales? Yeah, look, I think think the tradition and history of the G and, and test cricket, I think we've had 155 test matches since 1877. So there's so much history. So fans tend to turn up. Um, I'd certainly be hoping for some big numbers. You know, look, day one, you'd want to push over 70,000, day two, 60,000. So, look, I, I still think we can have really strong numbers for Pakistan. And, the, you know, the agenda ahead of Pakistan for the next three or four years is just outstanding. So there's going to be some huge patronage in years to come. 
And and that's always debated, isn't it? The best of times, and we're coming off a test in Perth where it's been, you know, amid many of the talking points out of that. Stuart, I guess, how does it compare to last year against uh, the South Africans? And you know, if England and India are the holy grail for for ticket sales for for the Boxing Day test, I mean, where does this? Where, what's your read on Pakistan at the moment? Well, I think it'll be higher than last year. I think last year South Africa. I think we had one hundred and fifty-five thousand through yeah. the gates across the days. Um, I'd hope for a, you know, well in excess of 180,000 for Pakistan. They're pretty solid numbers, but it's not, it's not just about India and England. That those two teams, you know, we'd expect 250,000 through the gates across the days. But New Zealand, you look at when New Zealand came out in 19, 2019, we had 203,000 through the gates. Mm. That's great patronage. So it's not just about India, England, uh, India and England. It's I think there's other countries that can attract and. You know, Pakistan to to have those numbers through the through the gates for Pakistan, it'll be fantastic, and I think um, it'll be a very special atmosphere on day one of the test. Still would have been nice for them to not get beaten by over three hundred runs in Perth, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yeah, it would have been helpful, but I still think people come to experience the fun of the G, the fun of cricket. It's very social. Um, you guys have experienced. It's a pr- it's a pretty special time at the G those uh, first few days. And that is is great. You, you, so often you talk to people who've gone to Boxing Day test matches. Yeah. And I, I don't. You know, you always drink responsibly, but they've seen nothing. They've seen nothing. Because <laughs> well, it is. Those... It's it's a it's a it's a continuance of Christmas. Yeah. You know, Social. They, they, day. Yeah. They, every you know every year they get together for that period of time, and you know the, the cricket is is part of it. But it's not, it's not something that influences what they do for the day. They catch up, talk. It's brilliant atmosphere. Yeah, and and Stu, only only the the biggest VIPs are invited to to the lunches, particularly on the second day. I'm told by Simon. Yeah, well, I think Simon's on, but Sam, we can arrange an invite for you. We're thinking Taylor Swift for you, Sam. <laughs> well, actually... Simon will be there for sure, and he's very, geez. very good company in the how, committee room. How's the demand for the Taylor Swift tickets? I mean, you've got her three times in mid-February, is that right? Yeah, it's just been... It's extraordinary. Crazy. I've, I've not experienced anything like it, um, and I've just never had so many friends in my life. Oh, no. Um, yeah, people that just haven't been in touch with me for twenty years suddenly. Oh, how are you going? And, um, yeah, it's it's been incredible, and obviously a lot of disappointed people also missed out. But three nights in a row, um, we'll probably have eighty to ninety thousand each night. So, wow. yeah, I've, I thought Ed Sheeran was big, but this is huge. And so, will the um, stage I just in that don't quite get that dimension. Yeah. Will the stage and facilities be the same as Ed Sheeran, Stuart, in in the middle, and then it feeds out? No, quite different. It'll be up one end, Simon, oh. and um, but but Taylor Swift has a huge catwalk runway that runs right in past the centre pitch. So, um, you know, she's sort of almost three hundred and sixty degrees around the ground anyway. But different, different to Ed Sheeran, which was probably one of our most complicated concerts to ever ever be held at the G. Just given the the stage production. It's about a seven or eight day turnaround. The turf damage is obviously significant. Um, it'll be no different for Swift. So that's a huge focus once we get through the cricket season. Now, uh, I asked this somewhat in jest, uh, Stuart, but thinking back to the eve of the football season, you know, in 2023, do we do we need to start praying for the turf now or, or are we going to be okay? No, no, we're fine. I mean, there was a little fuss made over it by maybe one AFL 
club coach. But um, we got through Ed Sheeran last year fine. We were racing the clock to get the turf down. This year we haven't scheduled anything after Swift. So we've actually got a two-week bigger window than previously. And, you know, we've, we've budgeted to basically replace half the turf. So that'll be down and laid about 14 or 15 days out from the AFL season and it's never been a problem. The tech now and the, the standard of the turf that goes down is um, phenomenal and we, we've got a responsibility to offer the MCG for for everyone, not only for sport but for also entertainment. Mm. I think, you know, post-COVID we want we want people coming into the G to enjoy it for, for, for varying um, pieces of content that we continue to attract. Stuart, we've um, seen the first test played in Perth, and and you know it's a drop-in wicket in Perth, and you know it, it mm. crumbled a bit, etc. We've had drop-in pitches in Melbourne for a, for a lot longer. How do you control the the pitch itself, and 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 how it's going to play? What what, what sort of I suppose what is the the story behind it for you, you to know that they're they're one worthy of dropping in, and and how they're going to play during a summer. Yeah, look, you, I mean, it's it's no secret we had issues many years ago, and we've we've addressed those issues. We've been very consistent with the pitch now for about four years straight. We we employed Matthew Page, who was from uh, Perth, who now heads up um, our, our turf management um, and mainly the, the cricket pitches. So um, since that time, we've renovated a number of pitches, and we're also renovating at the moment. So we've got twelve pitches, and we've only got seven in at the moment. And the Boxing Day test. Uh, pitches just starting to be prepped but Matthew has come in and just wants to set a standard that is fair for everyone you know a balance between bat and ball and I think the evidence is there we've produced uh, four pitches I think that have just been fantastic um, you know we've we've sped the game up a bit and we want it to you know you, you want to see bowlers doing really well but equally you want to see a batter you know trying to get the hundred and um, you know we've had two um, shield games before Christmas and uh, the pitches perform well. So I think we've been pretty consistent. We won't get a pitch that cracks badly um, and opens up. We just haven't got those characteristics. So it's it's probably more important for us that we get good seam movement um, on the first day. But again, um, a good team should be able to produce runs as well. So it's a fine line and I, I feel for the curators around Australia because... Oh, yeah. No matter how hard you try, it can vary sort of 20, 30% to what you're actually trying to achieve. So that's not easy. Yeah, looks like the narrowest hit zone you can you can imagine. We're speaking to MCC CEO Stuart Fox. And Stuart, just coming back to the footy for a moment, obviously opening round will be something new in the AFL next year. I mean, normally we pull the curtain back on the AFL season at your fine MCG with, you know, Richmond and Carlton historically. Do you, are you fearful in any way, shape, or form that that will dilute some of the anticipation and excitement around that particular matchup? No, I look, Sam. I would create a headline if I commented too much here. I think so. I I, I think that opening round, obviously supporting the the the, the um, other markets, is really important for the AFL. Um, I don't think it dilutes the MCGs round at all. I think they'll turn up. There'll be so much excitement. And you look at the way the, the tail end of the AFL season um, this year was just incredible. The, you know, we had an average crowd of 60,000 at the G across the season and our five-year average is normally around 52,000. So there's just, there just seems to be this huge appetite. So I, 
I think they'll still come and our schedule looks really good. The AFL aren't silly enough to mm. not schedule the big games at the biggest stadium. So it's all about bums on seats and, and making sure we get all the, all the big clubs playing at the G and the big games. And just before we let you go, we're absolutely unequivocally sure on the 19th of December 2023 that Bo Webster's six didn't travel further than Scoobs. We've had that measured and remeasured, haven't we? Oh, look, um, Simon's a good good, good friend of the MCC and he oh. definitely holds the record and um, I'm happy to confirm that. I've measured it myself. Um, yeah, I, I have this question every year, but it's just... There's no doubt in this one, I think. Okay. There you are. Hey, uh, there was... I lied. Unshakable loyalty, my friend. Unshakable. Jeez, oh, you've added a couple of metres on, I reckon. That's where relationships are key. I always told you that, Simon. Hey, um, a couple of weeks ago now, uh, just one more, Stu. Uh, Dan Breding in The Age wrote, and this is canvassing a long way forward, 26-27 uh, yeah. summer. In fact, the, the, uh, the Cricket Australia, I think, hoping to play the two test matches at the MCG. Um, obviously, as things stand, you'll host Boxing Day against New Zealand in December, and then potentially a one-off clash against England to celebrate the 150th year of Test cricket, and that would be in March. Is that something that's in the works, locked in, or just in the planning stages? Or can you can you speak to this at all? Um, look, difficult. It's really a question mm. for Cricket Australia. We've had discussions. Uh, it's certainly not locked in. We've we've certainly expressed strong interest that we would love to host that uh, that game. Um, and it's, it'd be just fantastic to have two massive test matches in that year. So, again, we're, we're, we're in it if Cricket Australia can pull it off, but it's, it's never easy that um, the cricketing calendar yeah. would be a nightmare. Um, but there's also other exciting content. I mean, there's a, there's a Women's Ashes series coming to Australia in, what is it, 2026? Uh, so there's, there's other exciting content that we'd love to see played at the G as well. So. Yep. You know, f- fingers crossed. The, as I said, the agenda moving forward: India into England, into New Zealand, a possible um, special test in twenty-seven. You know, women's content is really important to us. We'd love to see the you know our, our, our cricket team play at the G more. So it's it's pretty exciting for us. To yeah, be honest. there's a stack of things happening. I think there's a uh, rugby World Cup for twenty twenty-seven. Have I got that right here? Yeah, correct. Twenty-seven rugby. Uh, World Cup bid. Um, obviously, Australia and New Zealand have won it, but they haven't announced any venues. We are certainly in the running for semis yep. and or the final. I think we'd be a fairly good chance. Um, and even 28, you know, there's another Cricket World Cup uh, coming to town. So wow. it's a pretty pretty exciting um, agenda moving forward. Magnificent, Stu. Great to talk to you, mate. Um, and good luck batting them away for those Taylor Swift tickets. I've got at least half a dozen <laughs> neighbours who missed out who are absolutely <laughs> shattered. Uh, appreciate the demand. And uh, as always, on behalf of both Simon and I, thanks a lot for, for joining us on SEN. You're always good to us here. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Stuart Fox there, the Melbourne Cricket Club CEO. Hi, Simon. I reject that people go to Boxing Day and not watch the cricket. <laughs> I watched at least two overs last year. <laughs> That's Philip who made the trip up from Portsy. I know that the ball ring gets a fair old workout oh. under the members, doesn't it? That was our cricket update for Halal Home Loans, Investments and Superannuation with Hejaz. Time now for this man.